0: March out. Let me he's
1: Amen. Blessed be the rock of my salvation. You know, it's nothing like starting the day out with a a good song, uplifting song that blesses your soul. And certainly we want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. That's mom and Mr. Mom and, you know, all of those that have played that essential role of motherhood in our lives. You listen to the Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You know, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Yes, 8 a.m pacific standard time you know the early bird catches a worm and and we certainly believe that uh, you know and and so our tuesday night bible class that begins at 7 p.m where we are in the book of ezekiel Uh, this is a a a book visions and prophecies that uh, you don't want to miss and on sunday mornings we're in the book of acts Uh, So if you've missed any of the messages, want to encourage you to visit ConnectingTruth.org. That's our website, ConnectingTruth.org, and click the purple writing that says God on Demand. You you know, it's nothing like uh, you want to get in touch with God you want to hear an encouraging word, you want to hear a a stirring word or something that's going to wash your soul, click God on Demand. That will take you to the archive of our messages where you can uh, listen and and see what you've missed and certainly again uh, we just thank god for uh, such a day as this a happy occasion and we understand it's a day of mixed emotions nonetheless it is the day that the lord has made my hat is off to you as as we celebrate uh, your life and the life of those that has been inspirational to us the uh, we remember what God has done and God has used individuals to encourage us individuals. And, you know, you can think of a few names in your mind, you know, I, my godmother, overseer Blanche Irvin uh, was such an, was such an inspiration in my life uh, that it inspired not only me to serve the Lord, but one day my mother looked and saw the change in my life and, and I just I humorously say this, but I believe that she really expressed this within her heart that there must be a God because of the lifestyle that I had. You know, we don't know the impact that we have on others. And so she saw the change and she committed her life to the Lord. And that same year, the Lord called her home. And I had a chance to witness the glory of God upon her and the joy that she had prior to her demise so God was working with her and it changed her life around after uh, 56 years and she walked into the truth uh, but that truth came through us exposure and we'll talk a little bit about that this this morning as we go into the word of God I believe you can agree that mothers are special and I didn't say that mothers are perfect uh, like you and I you know but they have a special part in our lives, even if it's nothing more than your presence. Uh, You know, the the fact that you are existing and what is occurring right now at this moment, uh, the present place that you're in, uh, you may not like where you are, you may love where you are, uh, but if it was not for, uh, yes, that individual, that mother, that woman that God used, uh, you would not be here today. And, and so, uh, you know, as we mature, as we come into uh, certain uh, realizations, the Bible says, when you come to the light, walk in it. And I, I believe there's a certain element, a certain place that—that that of understanding that the psychiatrist cannot bring us into, not unless, they are, not unless it is spiritually discerned. And so there are certain places and certain things that that cannot be done unless the the light of God shines in our our heart. And then we have to accept what is being said. Many times uh, people don't want to accept it. Uh, They want to say, they want to stick to a certain way of thinking, and it's detrimental. But when we look at it from God's perspective, you know, when we come to the light, we should walk in it. I want to read a quote this morning that I enjoy I have enjoyed through the years it says when I was a boy of 14 my father was ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around but when I got to be 21 I was astonished at how much he had learned in 17 years Now, I, I, we can apply that to this day, because I, I believe that there are some women that are that are listening, and uh, there are men that are listening that if we could take out and just say, you know, when we were younger, uh, we thought our mother was ignorant, that um, we could hardly stand to be around her. We, she just don't understand me. But as we got older, we became astonished at how much they had learned. Sometimes I open my mouth and maybe you feel the same or maybe you didn't recognize it or or you wondered where it came from, but sometimes we open our mouth and our mother comes out. I believe these are sentiments that have been expressed by children regarding parents or regarding their mother as well throughout the years. If you ever felt your mother was unfair, maybe you never knew your mother on the level that you would have liked. If you would focus on for a moment, just focus on uh, all of the things and take this time to focus on the rest of your life, because today is the first day of the rest of your life. You know, our lives are have been filled with fairy tales, traditions, distorted history, history that has manipulated the lives of many. You know, I'll just say this that you know we, we grew up uh thinking about or looking at Thanksgiving as being a time of joy. Uh, time the horn of plenty and you know and you know and there was the sun was shining and it was a spring uh, spring day and there was turkey on the table and you know and but we understand the true history you know so we were uh, there was a lot of fabrication uh, throughout our, our lives and these are things that we have to face and deal with those realities even today it's not a sad thing to have to deal with reality because reality brings what brings about true happiness it brings about clarity and understanding and it helps us to uh to make better decisions you know i i i often i was blessed by this and you know a minister was was in our pentecostal service some years ago and And he said, you know, a thief steals your past. But a liar steals your future because you base those things off of what they're telling you. You know, uh, we all can attest to that, whether we were the one doing the lying or we the recipient of the lie. You know, sometimes we knew that that someone was lying, but we said, tell me more. And so, you know, we have to. Uh, really understand and put things in its proper perspective so that we can have an enjoyable life. I'm enjoying life today in spite of, and and, uh, I pray that you are doing the same. And you know, as we focus on this moment, uh, this day, the first day of the rest of our lives, uh, we can move forward and, and look at what God has to offer to us. What life has for us because life offers much. Let's turn our Bibles devices or if you have your paperback or whatever your uh, preference is to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 43 uh, beginning at the 18th and 19th verse uh, or in the 21st verse, it says, remember ye now the former things neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness, in rivers, in the desert. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. With that, I just want to talk A little bit about God. I want you to know that God has a plan and God's plan is not your plan. He has a plan that will encapsulate your plan. He has a plan that can enhance your plan. He has a plan that will help your plan be better. Isaiah 55 10 through 11 says, for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void but it shall prosper, it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. A plan is defined as a detailed scheme, an arrangement, a system of things for doing or achieving something that needs to be or desire to be accomplished. God said his word is going to go forth and it's going to arrange, is going to systematically cause some things to occur in the life of the believer. Many times we don't understand and we pray and look for an answer and we, we really demand an answer from God right now. Lord, show me just what you're doing. I need to understand what you're doing, but You know, the truth is, if God showed us everything that we had to deal with to get to the end result, we might back up and say, I didn't sign up for that. You know, so we really don't want to see everything that that God has to show us uh, because (laughs) we'll try to tear up the contract. We'll try to step away from the agreement. And so it's better to deal with things as they come up. He said, my word will go forth out of my mouth. And I need you to understand God's word has gone forth out of his mouth. Your presence is the establishment of God's word. Your presence, our presence here is because God's word has gone forth out of his mouth and it did not return unto him void. It's going to accomplish that which it pleased God has spoken into our lives, the life of the believer, the life of the one that don't know they believe yet, uh, the one that has not committed their life unto the Lord. Now, I love that so much about God because He is so patient with us and He is patient with others. And you know, we just need to practice the same patience as God has. And so, as we yield ourselves unto the Lord, we'll do just that. Uh, We'll practice the same patience and understand, you you know, I'll put it like this. And as a parent, sometimes we we look at our children and they're doing something that we dislike and, uh, you know, and and we want to get on them and we want to we want them to stop right then. What about us? When we were that age, when I was in my my teens and, uh, you know, and uh, and. I look back over life, and I, I think about the the nights that I, I heard uh, the distress of my mother as she cried and she worried about her children and and what was going on, and but she yet kept a strong composure around us. But I heard her, and you know, and the things that she was struggling with in raising as a single parent and raising. Uh, uh, a hard headed, I'll just use myself a sibling of uh, three boys and one girl. And uh, and I I know that I was how how I was, and you know how you were. And so I thought about that as I had children, uh, and my sons and my daughters and that, you know, you have to step back and think about what you did. Some of the things that they're doing is, is an attribute from us, some of the things they have done, it's things that was part of them because of us. Um, so, uh, you know, you can look at your child sometime and and uh, and point out, oh, that's your mom, or point out that's your dad. You know, you see it just as clear. And so we have to be patient, as God is patient and has patiently and is patiently working with us to accomplish that which he please, and it shall prosper in us. That plan, the arrangements, the scheme of things, the system in which God has established. The Bible says in Hebrews 12 and two, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endureth the cross. Despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. I want you to know this morning, and you know, maybe you already know, but I just want to recall to you and bring it back to your attention that Jesus is the plan. He is the plan in action, the ideal from the foundation of the world. He was the master plan, the game changer, the major project. He is the system, a method without measure, the best strategy, a formula that can't be beat, a recipe for all fixes. God has a plan. Isaiah was instructed to tell the people not to sit around rehearsing what happened yesterday. Yesterday is more than a thousand years away. We can't go back into yesterday and change anything. And tomorrow is just as far as yesterday. We can't leap into tomorrow and make any changes. All we have is the present. What are you going to do with the present? Only God can allow you by his grace to go into tomorrow. Just like he pronounced Uh, you into the universe, just like God spoke and, and blessed you to be here today. Some things that happened was by design. Others were a result of mental viruses that became airborne and duplicated itself. A virus is a piece of code, whether it's something that's hidden or encrypted, uh, which is capable of copying itself and uh, typically as a has a detrimental effect such as corrupting a system or destroying information the enemy lucifer and the fallen angels are all viruses that are detrimental and they plant seeds of information that is triggered to bring forth something that is destructive. A virus, something that has been hidden, something that is been placed in humanity. You know, uh, you can do what's right. You can be a good person, someone that's righteous, pay your bills on time, keep your vow. do the things that are Are right to do, but without Christ there is the existence of a virus that yet dwells within us. God has a plan. That's why the psalmist says "Uh, behold, I realized, I understand something I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me she was messed up too we hold people to, a situ- we hold people, excuse me. We hold people in places. We hold people in positions, not realizing that they are messed up. They were born in sin and they were shaped in iniquity. Your daddy had a virus, your sister had a virus, your brother had a virus that special someone you met, no matter how they look, had a virus. Now I, I, I can feel the amen already in my spirit, but wherever you are, you can say amen also. God has a plan. God established a methodology to eradicate those viruses, sin. The sin that impacts our productivity. That wars against the spirit of man to eradicate us from sin before we contaminate someone else. You may have did a part as uh, you may have been the predator, or you may have been the prey. And God knew how and knows how to bring everything to a complete stop. Israel had been infected by the influence of other nations other nations, other people, other things around you that have been influenced that are contaminated. If we're not careful, we become contaminated. That's why the Bible says guard your heart. You know, we try to teach our children guard your heart when we haven't practiced it very well ourselves. Don't you know our children see the, the, the things we do or the mistakes we make and you know, some of them are bright enough to know that uh, that that our response responsibility is not something that they're going to partake in. And they make up in their mind that they're not going to be like that. You know, I, I'll put it like this. Uh, maybe you grew up without a parent or parents or mom or Mr. Mom in the home. And and, and so you said, I'll never be like that. You learned a lesson and how how impactful that was and how hurt. And so you made sure that in your mind that you were going to be a different person. God has a plan. God established a methodology to eradicate those things. And we're part of that. that's why we, uh, the church, we believe the word of God and we're faithful and we're, we're bold with the church. We're part of the plan that God has to eradicate sin, to get rid of the contaminant. But it is by individual. It's each one of us and it's one at a time. Israel, infected by the influence of other nations, allowed themselves to be overtaken by ideology such as philosophy, dogma, unbelief. Today, people are overtaken with Buddhism, Hinduism. In different cultures, different things that are not sanctioned by God, people are overtaken with the own with their own hands uh, melting metal, ceramics, wood, and different things that they create and they worship those things. I myself am not a favor of uh, objects to represent God. I-, I know what different things symbolize, but. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. They even exceeded the children of Israel exceeded the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. The sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was not just uh, being as some would think Sodomites, but they were a worshiper of other idols and they, Uh, was overwhelmed by different immoralities. They did things that were not pleasing in the sight of the Lord. And Israel became a partaker of those things. They became a partaker of the sins of the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, the Amorites, and other people that was around them to the extent that it displeased God in such a way. But God has a plan. That's what I love about how we're we're reading through the book of Ezekiel and God is identifying and working through a plan of action with Israel. And as he works through that plan of action, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's I'm kind of ahead of myself in this. But uh, but understand that in order to make something right, it must be corrected. It has to be corrected. Do we like correction? No. Do we like being told uh, what to do? Uh, sometime. Sometime, no. Do we resist at times? Yes, you've ever been instructed to do something and you do, it kind of pinched you a little bit. You didn't want to hear no matter who it was coming from. But you realized later that it was for your betterment. You realized that it worked to your advantage and you became grateful. The Lord had been embarrassed by Israel's behavior. Don't you know being imbalanced causes uh, retardation? Being imbalanced causes mental and physical challenges. It delays and obstructs things instead of acceleration. It causes us to decelerate. We slow down. We have to when we come to the realization of where we are, you know, like the prodigal son who uh, when he came to himself, he had to get up and and he had to travel back the distance that he had went. He had to get home and uh, humble himself and admit the wrong that he had done. First, he had to do it all within himself in order to motivate him and move him back to where he was going to be. God has a plan. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will suddenly overtake you. Cultivate the uncultivated. Inhabit the inhabitable, Show favor to the unfavorable. All of this means life, new birth, a new beginning. The people I have formed for myself, they shall go forth and they're gonna show forth the praise. Our mothers, whether single, married, addicted, free-spirited, educated, some were educated and they were, some were educated fools. Streetwise or not, God had a plan. Remembering not the former things. Don't even consider the old things is what the Lord was telling the children of Israel. Everything else is a distraction. When we walk around thinking about yesteryear, what could have been, what was not done how we were not treated then we start to feel a certain way and you know that expression a certain way means there's a mixture of emotions that uh, cannot be truly identified but we know it's not to our benefit we start to feel a certain way it creates a distraction anger is a distraction holding a grudge is a distraction making someone live up to something that we ourselves have not lived up to is a distraction. The Bible says, behold, I'm going to do a new thing. This is God's word to you today in this moment. I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to allow something to spring forth. And when it happens, you're gonna know it. You're gonna know when there's a change occurring. in your life a change occurring within your spirit because you have placed your trust and your hope in God you're going to know when things are are manifesting the promise of God is manifesting in your life you're going to know the difference but i also want to clarify something here that it starts from the inside out it doesn't start from the outside outside things are temporal the inside is eternal. It starts from the inside out. It starts from the inside and it works its way out. So what God does, the children of Israel, the disciples of Jesus asked him a question and said, Lord, are you going to restore uh, Israel today? We're looking to be uh, removed from Roman uh, dictation and You know, we're tired of being suppressed by them, oppressed by them. We're tired of being taken advantage of by them. And the Lord told him, he said, look, that's not for you to understand at this time. But go back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. Go back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. Get your mind off of everything else that is happening on the outside. Go to Jerusalem. Get the promise that God has made. We used to sing a song. The church is going back to Jerusalem. Don't you want to go? You you need to go back to the church is your modern day Jerusalem. You're not going to fly over. We're talking about getting into the presence of God. And receive the promise that God has made when they received the promise that God had made to them. It was a game changer. They were, they became, uh, I want to put it this way. And, uh, you know, they became uh, untouchable, meaning the power of God was displayed in their life and it disrupted the present leadership. It disrupted everything around them because it was impacting their lives from the inside out. The Bible said that they had gathered together the mother of Jesus Christ, the brothers of Jesus Christ, the disciples that were following Jesus went back to Jerusalem and went into an upper room. They went into a home and they began to have service. I refer to it as service because the Bible said they were all gathered together and they were on one accord. Maybe they were talking about that they were reminiscing on the power and how God had had presented himself in their life. Because great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. Seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles uh, and, and received up into glory. You can go back and read that. That's first Timothy three sixteen. 16. Uh, but they, they were reminiscing about the power of God. They were at that moment. They were not rehearsing how the Roman Empire had did them wrong. They were not rehearsing how their prejudice and the different things that was occurring in their life. But they were there and they were thinking about the promise that God had made. And suddenly. There was a sound from heaven that came in like a Russian mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were gathered together and they all began to speak with clothing tongues as the spirit Of God gave utterance. When we go to the place that God has told us to go to, when we embrace the word of God, we'll see the change. We'll see the the sudden of God's word. We'll see the overtaking. We'll experience the cultivating, inhabiting of God's promise in our lives. God has a plan. It takes us away from the former, the things that we thought about. With the things that we were holding on to in our in our carnal state of being in our mindset were because we refused to grow because we wanted to be pacified with the with something that someone else did wrong. And we felt comfortable with expressing how uh, I, I, you know, that's how I did you wrong. My heart went out to play. You know, uh, some of y'all go go listen to Smokey. But but listen. We cannot reminisce and keep thinking about those things if we're going to move. You can't go to work and think about how your boss is mistreating you because it will impact your productivity. When you can pray for them. you pray for them. You know, Prayer may not change the individual, but it may change something in you. It may be something that you're missing. The Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. So if you ask God for wisdom and the Lord show you how to deal with that individual, you know, the very thing that you already discovered that maybe they they have. A, maybe they do have an attitude and we don't know why they have one. But God will show you and teach you how to work with them. You know, Solomon's prayer was Lord, help me to go in and out among your people. And, you know, so when we spend time in prayer, Lord, help me to go in and out among the people whether they're saved or not saved. Help me understand how to deal with them. I can't just fly off the handle and just go all off and, you know, and, you know, but how do I deal with them? Let the spirit of God lead you how to deal with them. You know, sometimes it may be your mouth because you haven't allowed some things to, uh, the word of God to uh, the, the, that spiritual key that locks the door. And every time it, it it gets to your lips, you turn your head. Maybe it, or maybe it needs to unlock some things that are in you that need to come out of you. But we have to allow the word of God to work in us. He said, behold, I will do a new thing and it will spring forth. And it will, and you're going to know it. And that's what I love about, because God said you'll know it all the throughout the scriptures. God is saying, I want to show, I want to be demonstrative in your life. And you're not allowing me to be. You need to this day, you need to make up in your mind, Lord, I want you to be as demonstrative in my life as you want to be. So I'm going to position myself so that you can show up and show out in my life. When I think of showing up and showing out, I'm not thinking about you running up and down the aisle jumping the pew, doing cartwheels. I'm thinking about a life that says God is with me, that when I pass by somebody, that they uh, see and feel the presence of God. Not my attitude, not my opinion, not anything else. What is most important is the anointing of God that destroys the yoke. The enemy is The sons of Sceva got together and I'm coming to a close with this, but the sons of Sceva had had got together and and they wanted to uh, do what they saw the apostles doing. But they were they came to an area of realization very quickly when the spirit spoke out and said, Jesus, I know Paul, I know. But you people, I don't know, y'all. And it didn't end very well for them. But when we allow the spirit of God to work, others will see it in our life. They may not ever come to you and say anything or maybe they will at the appointed time. It's not something that we force to happen. It's we allow God to work in us. Let's look at this and I'm going to be closing, but it says when we Fracture our our arm or we break an item, maybe we break a bone or it could be a dish or something. It has to be properly recessed, nurtured and given time to heal. Your emotions and mental are the same. When we become impatient and try to rush the process, damage is done. It may require resetting, quick rebounds, relationships, emotional spending, emotional eating. God said, I'll do, I'll work with you. Allow God's plan to work in your life. That's the best thing we can do. Allow God's plan to work in our life. Ezekiel 21, 27, he said I will overturn, overturn, and overturn it, and it shall be no more until he come whose right it is, and I will give it him. Bless your name, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, We thank you for your word this morning. Lord, and I just pray and ask that you would bless those that have listened, those that will listen. Later on, Lord God, that you would bless and feed them, help them receive your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Just want to encourage you again to go to a truth. We'd love to see you here at Cornerstone. Again, it's 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. But if you're not able to come this far or not nearby, you know, good food is someplace you'll go to, you'll drive to get to. But, you know, go to a church of praise and power, word church that's near you and become seated and planted and let God's plan work in you. bless you. Be blessed.